Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. Thank you so much for for tuning in to season three. I have been wanting to interview my friend, um, Wafula Anthony from Africa for a little while now. I have met him uh, a couple of years ago uh, online and I've been in touch with him ever since. And I just... I'm so happy and honored that he is here today, especially for our new season where we want to bring as much hope around the world and help as many people as we can. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nelia. I am, um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about my friend here. And so Wafula Anthony is originally from Kenya and currently residing in Nairobi. He has a diploma in information communication technology from Zetec University. Um, He has served as an IT administrator, webmaster at Financially Fit, the GOAT Foundation, an IT assistant at Megatron Tech Center. And his portfolio, it includes web design, network troubleshooting, computer maintenance, and graphic design. Now, he has made a huge impact in events such as Dr. Rubin's West Live, Live Your Best Life Nairobi event, Janetta Collier's Women Empowering Women event in Nairobi, and the Growth GPP Life Solutions International Business Connection Summit in 2022. But that's not all. He's also an accomplished academic writer. He skillfully conducts literature reviews and crafting research papers, and he's been honored to share his insights with bachelors, masters, and PhD students who have gone on to create phenomenal, phenomenal successes. Now, I got to tell you, he also plays the piano. He's very musically inclined. And is it the drums too? Bass, the bass Bass, yes, bass guitar and the keys. Uh, he's amazing. He's a very well-rounded gentleman, the beautiful family. I got to tell you, today we are going to be speaking about his passion. So one of his passions extends to community engagement for sustainable development. And we're going to be speaking to him about remote African communities, their challenges, and his proposed solutions and what he has in mind to help. Now, The moment I met him online, he reached out to me and we've been in contact with one another and he is a remarkable human being. Now, living in Africa, 
I'm sure poses many challenges that we don't understand here in Canada and the States, um, in England, in all of these countries. And sometimes it can feel like a different planet. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're not really that different. We're people who want the best for our families, who want the best for our children, who want an education. And Wafula just loves to help other people, despite maybe some of the challenges he has personally living in that part of the world. So that is why I am so happy to finally get him on the show here to talk to you about who he is and uh, his plans and his love for human beings. So thank you and welcome, welcome, welcome. So tell thank us- Thank you so much, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, my friend. Wafula, tell us a little bit mm -hmm. about who you are so people understand. Yes, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Nelia. Uh, as Nelia said, uh, we met online and we have been great friends just communicating and talking about so many issues, uh, issues affecting uh, humanity. And uh, I became so much passionate about her, her work and uh, that is giving starts with you. And I wanted to go deep and just understand what she does. And I've been following her up. I've been, been able to know a number of her projects. She recently went to Guatemala and she shared with me a lot about uh, the Ukelele project in Guatemala. So uh, we have been in touch and she knows what I do. And uh, uh, she's a great, a great, uh, a great lady to connect with. And I thank God about that. Therefore, um, she has, she has said I'm Antonio Wafula, uh, or you can say Wafula Anthony. I'm in, I'm based in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, but I come from the remote part of uh, Kenya that's on the border of uh, Uganda and Kenya. So that's the western part of the country. Uh, professionally, I'm into IT. And as she has mentioned from my bio, I've worked on several projects in terms of IT as an administrator uh, on the technical issues in IT. I've also worked as a, a, branding, a branding manager or a graphic designer uh, on various events, which he has already mentioned. Uh, I've also worked on research writing. That's also my area of expertise and also a literature review. Therefore, in, in summary, professionally, I'm into IT, but my passion extend, extends beyond my profession. And this, in this part, we can talk of uh, uh, that's the charity work and connecting with the community. Uh, there's a difference between charity work and the passion to help people because you can do do charity as a as a, a source of income which is very different when you are connecting with the a community and you have the passion you have the feel of the problems that people are going through therefore i'm passionate and very very passionate about charity work in the community yes Nelia. I love that. And I know I could tell your heart from the moment, the first conversation we had, I can tell, you know, that your heart is, is just so big and full of love for your people. And, mm -hmm. you know, you sent me, I've got to say, you sent me a video about a week ago and it terrified me. It was one of the scariest things I have ever seen. 
it was a video, a very short video of a woman going to get water. And it was in the dark and she was surrounded by hyenas. <laughs> and the hyenas were terrifying looking to me. And I understand that some of the remote parts of, you know, in Africa do have, uh, this is a common problem. And, mm. you know, it kept me up. It kept me up for a couple of nights and I showed mm. as many people as I could. Um, and it was so scary mm. to me. And when I think of how different our worlds are, I really want to bring awareness to people that this is happening in the world. You know, we go about our daily life um, here, even if we don't have a lot, we are still rich. We are still rich in so many ways and we are so safe. And as a friend, when I think of some of the things that you have to, that you are challenged with, um, it breaks my heart sometimes, but more importantly, it makes me want to talk about it. It makes me want to share um, so that we can do something about this, you know. Mm -hmm. So I really want to bring awareness to some of the things that are happening and how mm -hmm. we can help. You know, yes. can you share a little bit about even, you know, these things such as water and what the problem really is and what we can do maybe to help you what because i know you have a lot of plans in your mind but no matter how much we want to do money makes things happen and yes. without funding and without donations these things will never change and mm -hmm. you know me as one person there's not so much i can do but as a community mm -hmm. we can come together and mm -hmm. i want to know i want to know from you how we can help and how we can remember um, people who are, you know, maybe not our immediate neighbors, but that mm -hmm. are human beings just like us and deserve basic needs and deserve safety. So I mm -hmm. just wanted to tell people about that video because it was one of the most terrifying things I have ever mm -hmm. experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, actually, Nelia, that was a that was a video just from the remote parts of Africa. But uh, before even I share of how we can help the community and the way we can go around to assist people in our community, I just want to share about uh, life growing up in Africa. I would love uh, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we live in different, uh, uh, we live in different environments and different setup in terms of when we are being brought up. You know, the life, uh, life people live in Africa and maybe the life people live in other parts of the world, let's say in the Western countries, uh, is a bit uh, a bit different. And, you know, sometimes when you are sharing like this and maybe the government comes across uh, such information when we are talking about, maybe they can think, they can feel like we are overexposing uh, how the type of life we go through. But the truth is the government is trying its best um, to give people what they deserve. But the government is also strained. They they lack the resources to reach every and each uh, person. But I just want uh, to give you an overview. 
of how maybe we have been growing up to uh, to reach this level. So, uh, a normal life for a, a, an African child who is living in the remote parts of Africa, uh, we call them villages. Uh, this child maybe come, uh, is born and most of his or her time, uh, the child spends that time in the village. And maybe they will uh, travel for short distances. Like when we were growing up, there were no cars. There were no vehicles. So maybe if you wanted to travel and go far, you have to go on foot or maybe use a bicycle. I thank God that has changed, that there are now cars and everything for the, for the young generation that is uh, current. But remember, there's also still some issues. These people, when they are growing up, they are struggling. There are no finances, maybe to, uh, to just provide for their basic needs, clothes, food, water, and all that. So for example, when I was growing up, uh, you find that we had a problem of even paying school fees and you will find someone go, uh, going to school maybe once, once in a week, mm. you see? There was a problem, the issue with uh, just getting the basic needs. We used to have uh, one cloth, <laughs> one shirt, and one T-shirt. And these are the clothes you'll be using for the rest of your life until you get another piece of cloth. So how do they sleep? Some of them don't have beddings. They sleep on the floor. And that's the reality. Okay. Because these people, uh, the, the people, don't, the, the, the parents have no money, the parents have no resources. So sometimes these children, uh, we will go a, a day or two without food because there's no food, there's no money. And you will find that um, mostly if you have to get some food, then you have to go and work for some somebody who is maybe perceived as a well-off in the community. So you have to go and do some manual job there, get, um, you are not paid money because those days getting money was an issue. So you are given food, you go back with it. And maybe you will find that our place maybe was a bit okay. Let's talk of the, the people living in the desert. They have no water, they have no food, they have no medical facilities within their area. You will find people going for like 50 miles just to get 20 liters jerkan of water. You will find someone has to travel 20 miles to get a hospital or a dispensary where he can be or a health center where he can get medical attention. So the government has been trying and I appreciate that because they are trying to, to get these facilities deep, deep inside into the villages. But as I mentioned, the government also uh, is overstretched because it also depends on uh, the revenue they're collecting and the donors or the sponsors of these programs in the village. Now, there's something I like about your, uh, your initiative that talks about giving starts with you. So as an individual and as a person who has lived through the village, and the, the remote parts of, 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 of our country. You will travel on, on the roads. You will have so much difficulty in terms of your security, going to school. 
you will meet wild animals on the roads you will also have so much difficult in terms of getting your basic needs even getting uh, the the storybooks or textbooks mm. those are those are something some things that that we were struggling with growing up as compared to the maybe other western parts of the world where you will find if a child is born the father or the parents knows this child is going to which school what does this child need i can assure you i put on my first shoes when i was around 18 18 that was the first yes that was the first time i i, I came across and uh, I, I i was around 17 i was going to high school so you can imagine uh, growing up you know you walk barefoot mm. and uh, your soul hardens <laughs> so that's that's the kind of life people are living mm. okay and as i mentioned people have come in to try and help which is which is happening but you should know that uh, we all need to play our part as individuals in the community we should also we have to sit down and think if i can do this to my community um if i can do this to my people and this thing can change their lives you know it 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 brings some kind of fulfillment in you you see now live alone the lives in the in the in the in the uh, in the village that is the most difficult life ever and i can repeat that mm. an african who has grown up in the remote part of the village that guy can survive anywhere on this earth Hmm. <laughs> because that is the most difficult life I, I, I can tell you about. Now, leave alone that. Let's come to the urban centers. Urban, and let, let me talk about the city. Because I've been in the city for uh, at least a while, and I know how life is. In the city, we have issues of housing. We have people living in the slums, and uh, I, I can assure you uh, that uh, that life is not easy. And as you know, Africa... Uh, I think uh, in Africa, we have the largest slum in South Africa. Second largest slum is in Kenya. Okay. So you find that this, the children who are growing up in the, in the slums, in the poor families, they, they are, they, when it comes to, let's say, education, they are competing with the same, same with, the, with the people who are coming from well-off families. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. When when they are, they, are, they are doing their primary schools and graduating to go to, to high schools, they are competing with the, uh, the, the, the vacancies or the positions with the children from the well-off family, the children who, who doesn't know uh, that their school fee, paying of school fees is, is an issue. They have never missed a meal. They have had a good time to study and pass the exam. Mm. But when it comes to uh, now positions and even employment, they will not, uh, the, the government or the employer will not want to know that because you have lived in the slums, you have struggled with your parents, maybe some of them parents died, they have lived in the streets. No one will want to know that you have gone through that for you to merit, uh, maybe to get a job or mm -hmm. to get a scholarship or maybe to get a, a um, higher education in, uh, in the institutions. You have to work hard pass your exam, go into that high, uh, high school 
or going to that university, try to find a way to pay for your school fees, finish your university, then now sit back and wait. You see? So in the slums, you find some, some areas, there is no internet. Okay? Mm. Let's say you know, the, the, world, the, the digital world is growing and it's is I, I, I think it's growing the fastest way ever with the emergence of AI and all that you can you can you can bear with me that uh, technology is now the mother of everything mm. but you go into the slums and you find there is there there are no there is no internet connection these people they, they have uh, university students high school students living there they need internet to do their research they need internet to do their even homework, but you find they don't, they can't access these facilities, they can't access these services. And they, some of them even don't have smartphones just to go online and check for something. Mm -hmm. So you realize there's a very big gap between the rich and the poor. Okay. Absolutely. Now, that's so many yeah. challenges against that. How do you even feel hopeful that you have a chance to go against one of these? children who have been able to you know to succeed for their future it's very very um i can yes. see how it can also affect your your self-esteem and affect your hope mm -hmm. and all of that mm -hmm. it, it there's such a huge gap mm -hmm. so you you find uh you find that now that's just about education there's a very huge gap People struggling from such lower levels, from deep in the inside the villages, coming up. But you know, my desire is just to bridge that gap. How can we bridge that gap? Okay, if we see it, it is in the slums, can we set up some digital centers? Okay, yeah, where this this kid, uh, these children, the the university, the, the high school and primary school kids. Can come just come there, sit down, do their research, do their online things. I understand there's a, the cybersecurity issues, but with well organized and well planned digital centers, they can be very helpful to the children in the community. Okay, now leave alone even education. They are very simple, uh, very small needs, eh? basic needs. You may talk of girls. Some of them might find they don't have sanitary towels. They are struggling to get these things and you know this leads to low self-esteem sometimes leads to depression you know leads to these children giving up in life and maybe you know we we, we are always very ready to blame youths for uh, hmm. drug use they are engaged in drugs but actually i've not found anyone who comes up with a solution with a question why is this happening to this youth you know mm. if you are living in a slum area you don't have a job you don't have hope you dropped out of school so if somebody is blaming that youth or that child of using drugs and all that you know we should also be asking ourselves how do we help these people so that they can't reach the wall and decide to do such things so you find that there's a very big gap. However, the government tries to uh, to help and to improve the living standards of people. I will say that, as you as your your, your initiative says, giving starts with you. So 
you might I might not have the money to give, but if I have a plan, if I have a, a solution, I feel this can be used to solve a few issues here and there. Then I we have uh, thank you for creating this platform where I am able to share such idea. You know, I've never shared it anywhere else. Mm. So now let's look at um another issue, water. Water is a very big issue. Water <laughs> is a very big issue. Given that uh, most of the southern uh, sub-Sahara, as we call it, that's the, the southern part of Africa, uh, right from the Sahara Desert down here, most of the, the region receives uh, rain. But you might find that um, the question is, do we have clean water? Okay. There might be rivers and all that, but do we have clean water? Okay. So you might find in the slums that uh, the, these people buy water daily. They buy water. There is no free water in the slum. They buy water. They have to buy. So if you are, if you don't have money to buy food, will you afford to buy even water? Okay. So such are the things that we are, when I when I look at it, I find that there are some of these are some of the causes that are causing depression, suicide. I used to be engaged in drugs and prostitution. It's because of the situation, because of the kind of lifestyle they are going through. You know, because, uh, you know, um, someone in his or her own right mind, you can't just wake up and uh, maybe start doing drugs and you feel that's comfortable for you, unless that's just leisure. Mm. Okay. So there's something that is driving people towards certain behavior they are going uh, that we are seeing. Okay. So do we have a solution for that? If we find a solution for that, I think we shall not run into blaming them, but finding a solution to the cause of what it is what, what is happening. Mm. Yeah, so that's an, that's just an overview of life in Africa. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think the best way is uh, I normally say is the best way is seeing, you know, if somebody uh, can just work and talk to people, feel their, uh, let them share their lives with them, it talks very much more than just me sharing on the podcast, and mm -hmm. I hope that one of these days uh, we can we can just have to share a video of the lives of people both in the village and the urban informal settlements and you will get to understand the real point and the real need of the people and maybe we, we now try to find a, a way to align this uh, the solutions to these needs yes Nadia absolutely you know there's mm -hmm. a couple things like there's so much that you talked about there you know, when you talk about youth, when we go back and we talk about youth, um, the future of the world and the future of your community in particular lies on youth because they're the next generation. So even when we talk, even when you spoke about having these digital centers, um, when you think about it, to set one up, it 
is challenging, but it's not the most challenging. It's doable. It's very easily doable. We just need to gather um, the right people and make that happen. But Mm -hmm. the effects that will come out of that, it will give them not just hope, but a real chance Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. compete with those other people for those jobs. It will, Mm -hmm. you know, everything, everything, unfortunately, has to do with money. And if you're Mm -hmm. not working and you don't have the education to try to find those jobs and you can't get online Mm -hmm. and everything is online, like it's just Mm -hmm. this big snowball. So Mm -hmm. first of all, I just wanted to go back to that because that is something that can really change the future of those kids, of those parents, Mm -hmm. of those grandparents, Mm -hmm. everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. the other thing you're saying about, you know, it's it's interesting because sometimes living here in Canada or being in, in one of these wealthier countries, sometimes if we have construction on our streets, our water will be dirty. We'll turn on, we'll wake up, we'll go make coffee, we turn on the tap and maybe the water is dark and we freak out. Oh my God, uh-huh. what's happening with the water? Why is it like this? <laughs> and then we realize maybe there's construction, the water main has broken our street. And we're like, why is this not fixed? It's been two hours. It's been three hours. When are we going to have clean water? And really, the water is not that dirty. But this happens once in a blue moon. And we know and we don't we make such a big deal knowing that this is a temporary problem knowing Mm -hmm. that in an hour or three hours or we can drive down the street and get water or go to you know our local coffee shop and just pick up water and pick up a coffee Mm -hmm. and the problem is not we know there's an end but we still are freaking out Mm -hmm. now living here yes we know that there's a problem in africa we know that there's Mm -hmm. a problem with clean water in many parts of the world we know this Mm -hmm. and it affects us for about five minutes and then we don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want people to remember when you get up in the morning and you go to turn on a tap and mm-hmm. you have clean water, or even if you have construction on your street and the water is not clean for five minutes, mm-hmm. remember that moment of panic because there are people in the world who have this day in, day out, and there is no end to it in sight. There mm-hmm. is no, uh, this has become an accepted way to live. And mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be. And we all need to stand up and fight for the people um, to have mm-hmm. this fixed. We all need to stand by one another. And it's so easy, you know, I don't want people to feel guilty that they live in a wealthy country when they're listening to this podcast, but I want people Mm -hmm. to feel, uh, to not forget. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that everybody lives the same way. I want people Mm -hmm. to not turn that, you know, not feel bad for five minutes and turn that Mm -hmm. off in their mind. I want people to become angry. I want people Mm -hmm. to talk about and share with people who can make a difference you know on this Mm -hmm. show like it's important to me to bring awareness to this but Mm -hmm. hoping hoping that the right people are listening that people who 
work in these companies who have the money behind them can actually mm-hmm. help and make this change. And, you know, mm-hmm. it. I don't want to dwell that this is a um, oppressive thing because it's not, because mm-hmm. the people, yeah. um, your people are very hardworking. They are very mm-hmm. uh, loving. They help one another more mm-hmm. than a lot of places in the world. So I want this mm-hmm. to not be a negative thing. I want us to look at it as we know what are we going to do about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. happy that you're here and you're talking. I just wanted to mention that because um, I don't think, you know, we hear about these stories here, but I don't think we really understand. And it is not mm-hmm. possible for us to understand unless we come for a visit, you know. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to teach people to create their own passion projects. Because you talked about mm-hmm. all of these skills you have, but that your passion is what really makes you feel alive. And it makes you passionate mm-hmm. in your heart. And you're passionate about helping these people mm-hmm. and in their future. So if anybody is listening and they want to connect with you and they want to help, I want them to reach out to you. I want them to reach out to me and we can help them. We can make these things happen. So it's Mm -hmm. so important that you're telling us about this. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to water and not having, you know, the fact that you have no free water, the fact that you have no clean water, then people Mm -hmm. are getting sick. And then there's pressure on the medical community. And then people can't, Mm -hmm. you know, it just goes on and on. So when Mm -hmm. it seems to be, Wafala, when it seems to be such a big problem, what is the first Mm -hmm. step that we can do? What is something that actually feels like we can help with? Okay. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Nelia. That's uh, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, You know, there are a number of needs and we should also be realistic. You know, you can't do everything. Yeah. That's that's very realistic. A sad reality. But, yeah. yeah. But there are some areas that which you, if you touch, you are creating a long-lasting impact in people's life and maybe just creating a whole new generation ahead, okay? A generation with a different perspective of life and a generation that can be able to uh, take care of themselves. So, you know, I, I I want to look at these things in a in a, in a, in, a, in 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 a group of three. One is, let's say, if we are, you know, you you have talked about something. You have talked about your water uh, run. You have a running water from your tap. You can just go in the kitchen and yes, get water. We take it but for granted. Know, we take. We don't even think. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So you you find that uh, like where I live. You know, actually, <laughs> uh, we have to buy water, you know, and we have some areas where water comes once in a week. Mm. You get that? So you have to try your best and stock water. <laughs> and maybe if, if that day finds you out of the house, you will have to go without water or just have to buy. And, you know, buying is also another thing. As we talked, money, money is a challenge. And money in everything, money money comes comes first. If you want to, if there's something you are doing that involves finances, then you have to have money. So, if we talk about water, and uh, we get water points, let's say if it's a community in the remote area, 
I think that's very easy because if you get some uh, people on board who can do the drilling of water points in the in the community, you know, you will have changed that the whole story around water because these people will be able to access water right uh, from their homes. Not They don't have to walk kilometers and kilometers away uh, looking for water. You know, if it's in the urban areas, then we have also to have water points, you know. Uh, let's say if we get uh, a number of water points within the informal settlement, and let's say this is clean water, I know we can't afford to put tap water inside people's houses because most of them are, they are not very good structures. But if we have some water points not far away from where these people live, and these water points can be refilled, let's say, twice a week. And people come and get water from the, the water points. You know, let's say if you are giving people, if people are coming with, uh, let's say, uh, 20 jerrican, uh, 20 liter jerrycans. And if someone is coming uh, twice a week and taking away, uh, those are around, uh, let's say there are 10. Somebody will be having 20 in a week, okay? You know, this, this one is uh, this one in terms of uh, someone maybe looking at it from outside there and maybe from the wealthy part uh, part of the, the 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 country, they can't understand. But this person spending money to buy water, and this person being given free water twice a week, this this will change the uh, will change the whole story around the water mm. because actually. Lamps, you can't drill water points. So you will have to erect tank, clean water tanks, and which are the, can be refilled uh, weekly or twice a week. And I feel this would be a solution because uh, this is clean water that it, uh, that is uh, you are comfortable, you can take it with, with no worries and with all that. You see? Because some of the waters, we, the, the, the water we take here, we don't know their source, mm. okay? Or you just find someone walking around and hawking water, and you pick, you take it to the house. Uh, no, 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 no boiling, no, uh, no, no what treating. We just uh, people take it that way, and you find at the end of the day, it might cause some uh, illnesses, and diseases, cholera, and all that. So. Having erect, erected water tanks, clean water tanks in the slum areas, that one can really change the lives of people in terms of clean water for clean health. Mm. Number two, uh, the other thing I would like to talk about is uh, empowering the young generation. Okay? I know the government has done a lot, and I, I want to, to commend it, because as time goes, things have been changing. But as I said, not everyone is reached by this help from the government. So as people in the community, we have to do something. And that's in, in under education, I would like to talk about, do we have a community? Do we have a younger generation that is able or it is catching up with the other people in the other young people in the world technologically? You know, the, the other the other day we were, I was making a joke with a friend and I was asking him, uh, what do you think the youth are doing in China or India? And uh, he gave an answer. 
and I asked him, what, what do you think our youth are doing? <laughs> mm. And it was very quick to say they are jobless and losing hope. Yeah. And uh, I didn't feel offended. I felt he was pointing out the real issue. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, if we have people, if we have companies who can come on board and we share with them the ideas we have for the community in terms of empowering them through skills, education, which will empower them with the skills to compete with the other people globally. You know, the, the, the world is now, we talk about, is a global village. Yeah? And uh, the, the skills can be shared across. Okay? And I feel right now, if you, 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 you have to look at the, the tech companies in the U.S., most of them are, are run by Indians, I think. Mm. Most of them are run by Indians. And most of the software developers in the US are from India, okay? What about this knowledge that we have in Africa? Mm. What about this knowledge that we have in East Africa? I know we have a number of uh, companies or organizations that have come on board to, to harness such, but they are not enough. We have so many uh, young people who are coming out of university mm. and they have nothing to do. There are no jobs, okay? Because there's no mentorship. There's no um, a plan for them. We have so many software developers in Africa. We have so many of them, but they are not putting their skills into use. So if we have people who can come, help, uh, come on board, help these young people get education and the necessary skills to equip them with something they can lean on mm. for their future. And maybe in turn create some um, uh, opportunities for them. Okay? Why can't we have a, a software development hub in Africa mm. or in Kenya that these people, talented minds in tech and all these, they can be coming there just to exercise. And as they do that, we get we are able to get the best out of that, okay? And this one will create employment. Just still and education and empowering. Do we have companies? Do we have individuals who can sponsor these children, these uh, people for high higher education, okay? So this just, this is not something we are, we intend to do and for a short term. It, I know it's something that will take long, but if we have people who can come on board and sponsor children to to, uh, to high schools, sponsor these children to 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 higher education, this one this will help them to open up their mind and even open up how they view life. Okay, and give uh, this will give them hope. Okay, let's talk uh, also about um, maybe. The other point I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I was looking at is, uh, you know, if you want to create a generation that is uh, has hope, you have to equip them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you know, uh, I missed a lot during my 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 years. I, I most of the, the the my age mates are way far ahead in terms of maybe education and all the other other things. But now we look at the at it now from this point. 
how can we help those people who are coming after us, uh, before, uh, who are coming after us to have a better life than what we had, okay? You know, most people in the community don't talk about that. They want to have everything for themselves, live good life, have their family do well, and that's all. Mm. But in my passion, I am looking at how can we avoid what I went through, okay? So that if... If 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 uh if a family is out there, they are unable to educate their child, and their child has a passion in a certain field, they can get assistance. Their child can go to high school. Their child can go to university, and so on and so forth. So that's about education. Mm -hmm. We also have to bridge the gap of technology through this education. Like for example, when COVID came the pandemic, most schools were closed. Yeah. <laughs> Universities and colleges were closed. But now I was uh, I was so shocked that, uh, you know, some families, not even some, most of the families, they had no, they had no internet. We have to equip people with the right skill, okay? And these skills can help them compete with others globally, okay? Mm -hmm. Another thing I was, an example I was giving is, uh, you know, this gap, the technological gap, you know, and when the pandemic came, most of the people were in their homes. Some of them were told to go and work from their houses. Okay. Mm -hmm. They children from the, the well-off families, they had no issues because they have internet all through. They are connected. They can browse. They can talk to their friends. Uh, via internet but now my focus is on this child who lives in an informal settlement or who lives in a remote village who has been quarantined at home and he has no internet he has no electricity who is also expected to compete with someone's child out there who has internet has electricity mm -hmm. has a library in his own in in, in their home so that's why I'm always talking about the digital villages in the in, in the villages and in the informal informal settlement urban centers. Absolutely. So that we can create, um, we can give hope to these people. They can access this internet. They can access uh, maybe the cyber cafes. They can access online libraries they can do their homework because actually if you if you come to 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 do a research and this is uh, something which i've i've, I've done and uh, you know we have people living in informal settlements these children comes back from school in the evening they are expected to do their homework but because of the condition the living condition in their houses and the, in where they are they are even unable to just concentrate and do their homework, especially okay? if they haven't eaten for a day or two. There's yes, no that's break. true. Yeah, they feel so, weak. Yeah, one one they feel weak. Two, when they come at home, there's no electricity. Okay, but if we have such digital centers in the 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 in, the, in these areas, where after school. A child goes back, 
uh, he or she changes the uniform, picks her books, goes to a digital library or a digital center where she can sit and just do her homework or his homework and Have go back to the house. there, yeah. There's electricity, okay. So this one, this thing motivates them. They, it makes them feel at least, okay, if I work hard, I, I can get, I can achieve my goals, okay? Yes, Another thing children, is that- Children are like a sponge. They want to learn. They want, they're hungry yes, for uh, that. And when they don't have the opportunity, yes. they're not given that first opening, that small opening, um, mm -hmm, then there's nothing. You know, hope. if there's no hope, there isn't anything. You have to have hope. Um, mm -hmm. It affects yeah. the way you think of the world, the way you think of yourself your um, mm -hmm. hunger for knowledge, it affects everything. Mm -hmm. And when you mm -hmm. take hope away, um, it's very hard to get it back. It's very hard to get trust yes, back. Um, you know, mm -hmm. even when it comes to food, like, you know, here we say, oh, don't skip breakfast if you're a student because it's going to affect the way you learn. Well, what if you didn't eat for the day, you know? And food is so important, <laughs> but water... You can live without food for a few days, but you cannot live without water for too long, you know? And it's just the quality of life. We're, you know, we're yes. talking here, like, let's get the basic. I want to see, you know, in the next hundred years, I want to see not only the basic needs, but surpass that, deserve more mm -hmm. than that, not just mm -hmm. the basic needs. But let's start with that mm -hmm. because... The things you have spoken about so far, the water and empowering young generation and these hub mm -hmm. centers for kids to go are really mm -hmm. things that are attainable. We can do this. So let's, mm -hmm. what can we, you know, we need to start. We need to get these big companies with the deep pockets behind these ideas. We need to mm -hmm. get, um, we need to make noise. We need to, you mm -hmm. know, do everything that we can. And, I think the most important thing too is not to forget because people will listen yeah. right now and then they'll feel bad for an hour and then they'll forget. And <laughs> it's true. That's the reality. People go on with their lives. I'm, I'm just being a hundred percent truthful and it's yes, not because yeah. they don't care and it's not because mm. they don't feel and it's not because they don't love and they don't want to help, but people forget and I don't want mm. people to forget. I want this to be something they think of every day when they wake up. What can I do? What can I do? And even if it's just a little bit, it's going in the forward direction, you mm -hmm. know? And yeah, it's, um, I don't know, this kind of, sorry, I'm getting a bit excited, you know? But I'm, I can see the possibilities and I'm getting... I'm feeling so many things during this conversation. I'm feeling empowered by the knowledge that you're sharing. I'm feeling angry that these things exist. I'm feeling hopeful for the future, um, but it's also overwhelming. So I want people to remember what you just said. These things take time. We're not going to be able mm -hmm. to fix them overnight, but they will never get mm -hmm. fixed if we do nothing. Yes, that's true. That's very true. Yes, Nelly, that's very true. You know, uh, Africa has so many, so much, okay? 
Uh, but, uh, you know, as I said, the government is also doing its part. But uh, this is a challenge to everyone. What are you doing as an individual? Okay. Yeah. We can't just sit there and say, okay, uh, the government will do it. Uh, they will receive what they want. They, they, they deserve. No, we have to to start working on something. Yes, equality doesn't come out, uh, come by itself. Equality comes when a group of people or individuals decide to cause change. Decide to cause change. Okay. And you know, uh, for example. Sorry. Well, well, yes. You know, we always talk, I always talk on this show about how life is not about us. Like, I don't feel like my life, I want the best for my, my child and my family, of course, just like anybody else. But I don't feel like my life is just about me and my life. Life mm -hmm. to me is about how you impact other people. It's about mm -hmm. what can you do in your connections, in your conversations mm -hmm. with people that can mm -hmm. help them, can impact them, whether it's their mental health, whether it's financially, whether it's, you know, there's so many endless things. And mm -hmm. in doing that, we help ourselves. You mm -hmm. know, That's true. It, it, it goes, it's a full circle. Everybody wins. You know, mm -hmm. I help you, you help them. Like, it just, we feel better about ourselves. We feel like we've contributed. We have fulfillment. It can help us mm -hmm. as well with depression, anxiety, loneliness, being a part of mm -hmm. something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really That's want true. to encourage people, you know, when you're going to help somebody, don't just think of it as you're doing for them. You're also doing for you. Mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm Life is not just about our little corner of the world. Uh -huh. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I just, I have a lot to say. <laughs> just, no, that's okay. That's okay. I don't, you know. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> yes. So uh, basically that's how life is in, uh, in Africa and uh, most parts of Africa. Uh what I will still repeat is that uh, things are keep, are changing and they will keep changing as more people come on board to solve the issues, the problems. Uh, change does not come by itself. Mm. It has to be caused to happen. So uh, another issue, another area I will touch, you know, I'm just going through a number of these things because actually we don't know who is listening and who will be listening to this. Because maybe I might say I might uh, go through something here or mention something and maybe someone out there hears about it and gets it and says, I will run with this. So you might find also there are challenges, not just the youth. You know, my way of understanding of a community is <laughs> all people in that community. Hmm. Is, is he a one-year-old? At, at, at three months old or a hundred years old. <laughs> That's part of that community. Therefore, you might also find that we have a challenge with the elderly people in the community, not just in the slum. You, you know, we have people who have grown up on the streets. They have ended up having families on the streets and maybe their age is a little bit gone, okay? And these people can't keep on hanging on the streets. They they are they need help 
they need help to eat they need help to maybe just even find somewhere to sleep those are the people in the on the on the on the on the on the, on the streets what about those who are in the remote areas mm. their age they have uh, they have advanced in age they need help in terms of medical in terms of feeding okay and we talk of uh do we have special centers for these people not just to house them or maybe some of them have their homes mm. okay they just need somewhere maybe they can come and eat they can come and spend their day there just have company with yeah. the with the with the community and even maybe we say they share their experiences of life with the young generation yes because okay? loneliness they, they can, loneliness yeah. kills loneliness yeah. you know it's very sad to have survived this this beautiful life of memories and even challenges and you get to a certain age and you're forgotten you feel like you don't exist and loneliness yeah. is a huge part of that yes yes so that's part of what i feel for the community that uh, we can come up with such centers okay mm -hmm. where these people can just come sit have their fun day out there and just it keeps now reminding them of their youth and th that they are still valued in this community mm -hmm. they are still needed okay and you know I feel that it is very good for 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 creating such uh, areas, such places for the old people, because actually it encourages this young generation that okay, we have our people, our parents, our grandparents who are well taken care of, and uh, it it feels there's that bond that uh, that we create, and it is a lasting bond uh, in, in the community. Rather than having these people feel lonely, uh, they are unable to cater for themselves. They don't have someone to take care of them. Yeah, we have so many people like that in the in our communities and everywhere in the world. You know, people maybe they don't have family members, and they exist all alone. And you know, just creating something that can make them feel part of the community, uh, feel loved, and feel that they have company that, that that to me brings a lot of satisfactory to me so they i'm looking feel, forward to yeah they feel worth worth something they yeah. don't feel worthless yeah. that's that's so big to give somebody that feeling and yes. to make them continue to want to live and thrive that is mm -hmm. so beautiful it's so necessary yes. yes so just as i said uh, we are going through a number of things because we don't know who is listening and who will be listening to this and who will be maybe activated by this to do one or two things that we are talking about. So actually, uh, you might, uh, it's, it's not only in Africa or in Kenya, but if you, you, you look around the world, you will realize that so many people are in need. And it's up to us to stand up and mobilize resources and ensure that we are reaching out to these people and uh, uh, trying to solve. I understand we can solve all their needs, but how about if we can touch a need that can change their life? Mm 
during COVID, uh, uh, I mobilized a few individuals and uh, we, 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 we will get a few dollars, <laughs> which was not sufficient. But uh, we will buy some foodstuffs and uh, just sneak through the, 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 the neighborhood and give out these uh, staffs to uh, food staffs to the, the individuals in the community. And, and I realized something mm. that people out there are suffering. Because it's only when you reach out to these people in their private homes, in the private sitting rooms, is when they will share with you what they have gone through and what they are going through. Mm. So during this COVID pandemic, I really learned a lot and um, uh, it was a huge, huge, um, uh, it, it, it was something that I have never come across. I know I have lived hard life and uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you are the only one who has, who has <laughs> seen it all. But now when you reach out and you feel like, no, we need to do something. Mm. We need to do something. Because you might find other people, they have okay, they are they are there, but they can tell you we don't have uh, school fees for our kids. We are unable. Mm. Okay, yeah, and you know sometimes the government sponsors the top students. <laughs> okay, what about this? To the rest. Other, uh, what about the rest who can't afford? Yes, and they are not bright, bright as such. How do we deal with them? Okay. So such are the questions that I, I, I would like people to be asking themselves. If we are sponsoring the brighter ones, what about these other ones? Okay. And I and would you realize that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Please. And I, I think that the percentage of poor versus rich is huge. Like difference. Like, yeah. How, yeah. like yeah. off the top of your head, how many people do you think like the percentage of people who come from wealthy families compared to the rest of the people is very, it's very small. Very small. <laughs> Actually, it's very small. Yeah. Very small. Yes, because I don't want to go into statistics. Yes. Uh, uh, because some, uh, what I can tell you is uh, you, you, when we are looking at that, we look at how many primary schools or high, or, uh, high schools do we have in the in the remote areas or in the informal settlement areas? Okay, mm -hmm. then what is the population? Okay, if you compare that, uh, and, and in fact, if you you just compare maybe the school fees <laughs> they pay, the school fee they pay, you realize there's a huge gap. Okay, mm -hmm. so um. My approach is all inclusive, okay? If we are sponsoring the brighter children in our community to go for higher learning, what is it that we are doing to these other people, mm. okay? And also something I, I would like to share here is um, during my, 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 my research and uh, uh, I walk around, I have come across the elderly people who are, who are very hardworking. I think you have seen my posts. I have posted a number of uh, African-made hand baskets, okay? And these things are made by old people, mm -hmm. <laughs> the aged in the community, okay? 
Now, uh, from my perspective is, if, see, if these people can create such good and nice uh, baskets, okay, and we find a market for them, let's say outside the, this country, wherever, if it's Europe or where, anywhere, and we have to ship these items to that market. In return, these elderly people will get money. This money will help them cater for themselves. Mm. At the end of the day, they will improve their living standards. Okay? So I'm looking at a very wide perspective. Yes, what do we have in they're, our... They're making the baskets anyway. So yeah. why not get them, you know, marketed and into the hands of the right people to actually create some income? Yes. So you, you see, we have the opportunity uh, to create platforms for these things to happen. Okay? Uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of things. I've seen uh, we have modeling and all, all that. Uh, yeah. And uh, let's say, do we have someone who can do? Uh, who can who can uh, who can do what? Let's say we we need we need like fifty girls from the slums. Okay. To 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 have uh, to to get scholarships through a certain project, okay? Now, what we have to do is, who can help us give these guys the scholarship, mm. okay? And what activities can we use? Which criteria are we going to use? Are we going to base it on talent, okay? Or are we going to just base it on, um, on uh, an all-inclusive package? We say, okay, this year uh, we have, we, we want to to sponsor 10 girls, or we want to sponsor 10 boys to do this, okay? So that we don't leave anyone behind. We are we are all inclusive. Because if you are creating a, 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 a future which is selective, remember, we are leaving people behind. These are the people who are going to cause problems later on. That society will be in chaos because we have a few individuals who are at the top there, okay? But majority, are at the bottom mm. okay so my approach will be are we able to do something which is all inclusive just for the betterment of the human life absolutely it's like how yes. do you pick you cannot pick one val one life is not more valuable than the next yeah yes 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 and i think that's a that's an issue over here Mm -hmm. uh sometimes we want to to be selective in terms of uh the help we are offering but so it's almost, that approach tell me if i'm wrong but i'm hearing you say it's almost like if somebody wants to help it's almost better to put funds toward getting a community internet place or a community center for the elderly than it is to sponsor one child to go to school because how do you pick that one child? This way, more people can be served by these hubs. More people can take advantage mm -hmm. of these centers. Yes, 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 yes. So that, that, that I think we are on the same page. That's my approach. That's my approach. It might differ a lot, a little bit with the, with the, how others think about it, but that's a, that's something I feel uh, 
it has been in all through planning and all that there's some negligence somewhere that is creating a group of people at the bottom okay so as we are busy selecting the brighter brightest <laughs> and all that we are leaving other people behind okay? yes let us if we come up with the projects that will encompass all the community are you bright are you average are you down there okay if we feel okay you can't do medicine it's not a must that you do medicine but what do you have what can you do okay that make everyone yeah make every single person feel valuable everybody yes. has something to offer yes so you you realize that there are technical schools where, where people can go and learn basic skills or we normally talk of hand-on skills okay mm -hmm. welding and all that and painting okay masonry and all, all the all such stuff so we don't just dwell on those who want to go and do medicine engineering exactly yeah <laughs> a society <laughs> needs all kinds of trades all kinds of yes. skills yes I think I've been observing and I've been doing my own research and I find that, that thing is missing in the society. Uh, that if you don't get a certain grade, you don't go to university, you don't go to college, you don't qualify for the government funding. Now, how many qualifies for the government funding? It's not even a half. They're not even a half. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like a quarter. Mm. What of the three quarters? Okay. Absolutely. So I think uh, uh, those who are who, who are listening to this should look into such kind of. I think we're frozen again. Give me one sec. I think we lost connection. Uh, I one second here we lost okay so the pe so let's continue the people that are listening to this yes the people who are listening to this I, I think they should look into the into it because if we are basing on grading to help people in the community we are creating a situation that might not be might not look uh, dangerous at the moment but it is a time bomb you will create few individuals who will be up there living good life, having good jobs. But we have like three quarters of people who are down there who are hopeless. These are the people who are going to cause chaos in the community. Therefore, we need an approach that we look into how do we help each and every individual in the community? No, I Not agree just... completely. Yeah, because... People who feel hopeless and are having poverty turn sometimes into crime, sometimes yeah, into definitely. anger. It festers into other things. So mm -hmm. these projects would really help everybody in every single aspect of their life. If you feel worth, mm -hmm. worth something, if you feel valued, if what you have to offer is, is used in the community, then you don't feel desperate. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yes. Any other question you, you have for me? Yeah. So Anthony, I'm going to, I want, you know, to give people all the links and I'll do that. I'll include them in the show notes so people can listen to them. But, um, 
you know, I just want to encourage people to speak to others because like you said, you don't know who's listening. Someone in power, mm -hmm. someone who has the ability to make these things happen. Mm -hmm. Or the little people like us sitting and listening and maybe that don't have some of the resources. Besides mm -hmm. awareness, what is something like I can do or what is one something that one of the listeners can do today? Mm -hmm. it, even in a small way that can amount to something bigger. Can they offer support in a different way? Can they offer um, perhaps if they want to donate towards one of these causes? Um, is there anything that you can maybe let us know that we can do right in this moment? Yes. Uh, thank you for that, Nelia. You know, I, I think this is my first time to have uh, uh, this interview on giving stats with, with you. It won't be and, the last. Uh, <laughs> it won't be the last. I'm looking forward for so many of them. And uh, first of all, thank you also for the opportunity, you know, just getting this opportunity to share um, uh, my experiences and uh, all that uh, is not a, is not a uh, small uh, thing in its, uh, in, so, uh, in its own way. Uh, this is how I feel and I believe we can impact the community. One, uh, as I told you, people can reach to me through the, the, the Facebook page, can reach to me through my uh, uh, email, they can reach to me through through my uh, my phone number. I think uh, uh, all those details are there. Um, you know, we have talked a lot about almost every area of life or almost every area of uh, things that are affecting people. I'm also in my community and maybe uh, within the, this country. Now, you know, as I said, I don't know who is listening and how their capabilities are financially. But at the end of the day, what I'm, uh, we will, I would like to say is, do we have someone out there who has a passion and a heart to help the people in, the, in various communities? It might not be just uh, the community in Kenya. It might be the community anywhere else. But for this case, I'm, talk, I'm talking about um, uh, the, the challenges we face as a, a community in Africa. So if you are, uh, if you have, do you have uh, sponsorship opportunities? Do you have scholarship? Do you feel that you can help us uh, drill wells? That's water points in the community. Do you feel you can help us set up water points in the informal area? Do you feel you can uh, help us set up a, a, a digital center, mm -hmm. an elder village? Okay. Even a dispensary, a health center. Do you feel you have that uh, 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 the, the the capability to do that? Kindly reach out to us. You can reach out to me directly, or reach out to Nelia, so that we can co uh, communicate and connect, and know the way forward. How okay, Anthony uh, Wafula has come up with this project. Okay, so and so has the resources towards this project. How do we? make sure that these resources reach to the people who need them the most. Mm. Okay? Yes. Uh, maybe someone out there can decide and say, okay, uh, I heard Wafula talk about this and this and this. Well, which part of Kenya is Wafula located? You are free. You can travel to Kenya, look for <laughs> us. Yeah. We show you around. And we, we you, you, you get the feel and the need 
to understand the need okay mm. you know the pro the problem is also uh, and I, I i don't know I, I, but i need to share this the problem is also some people or some sponsors or some corporates they get into the wrong hands they give their resources in the wrong hands mm. in the name of these resources are going to help people somewhere anywhere in the world but at the end of the day you find these resources have landed in the wrong hands because maybe someone just wanted or needed an opportunity to get money and do their own yes things. it's true sometimes when you support these big companies um who do you think has to pay their salaries? Like all of this comes out of the the funds, you know, or they <laughs> use the money for not good. So sometimes it's yeah. better to, like, I love supporting smaller projects, even though these projects are big that we're talking about today. Um, you just have to do your research, you know, support the people where you know the funds are going to help them mm -hmm. for sure. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's it, you know, Anyone who, who who has an idea, you know, we, we have spoken a lot, but I know people might be out there and they, 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 are, they are hearing what we are talking about and they're saying, no, uh, if we do this, we can solve this issue of Fuller is racing. If we mm -hmm. did that, we will help here. So I think in, in, a, in, a, in a few weeks time, I will be posting my web, I will be posting the website and uh, uh, you can get to know more and more about what i've just spoken through that website and you can also reach to us Wonderful. and maybe in any small way you can uh, you you can you can afford to reach to us and maybe just you know someone might come up and say okay i only have one computer <laughs> i stay somewhere <laughs> in africa or i stay somewhere in asia or i stay somewhere in, in europe or us or where but i have only a laptop i would like to donate it to you how can it reach you you know, giving doesn't have to mean that you, you have to get, um, to have a lot to give. Okay? Because I understand, let's say you have uh, you have a laptop that you are not using in your house. If laptop if that laptop came here, it will be very useful to someone else. Mm, and they will yes. be very grateful for that. So, we are asking that you do it in your own small way. Or your own big way you can. Uh, as I've mentioned, I will be posting my web, uh, the website, the organization. Yeah, we'll have website. it all there. Yep. Yes. So that you can reach us anytime uh, you you feel like you would like to talk and discuss with us. Absolutely. One of the ways that people can help too is to keep the conversation going. Talk. Yes. Talk about it. Mm -hmm. Share about it. Mm -hmm. Talk about it with the right people. Because you just mm -hmm. never know who's in the room. You just never know who's mm -hmm. going to have... You know, sometimes there are business people out there looking for the right thing or that they resonate with to help. So talk about mm -hmm. it. Talk about it with your children. You know, our children mm -hmm. are the ones that grow up to make change in the world. Like explain yes. to them the situations globally that are happening. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know we didn't talk about this, Anthony, because I know that you're all about helping other people. But I also want to let people know that you have worked for me and you have done incredible work on the computer. Yes. So yes. Um, Wafula is also available um, yes. to, to help you with computer work. If you, you know, 
He's amazing. He's done flyers for me, bookmarks. He's done different files. Um, so he's great at what he does. So if anybody wants to support him as well with his dreams, um, just reach out. He's open to, to having some work as well. So I just wanted to put that in there. But thank you so much for sharing and for informing us and educating us. Because I really think our conversation will not only outline the challenges, but um, you had a really good way of showing us the differences between where mm. you are and where we are. And at the end of at the end of the day, um, we are more the same than different. Our environments are different. Mm. Our needs mm. are the same. Our wants are the same. Um, we all just want to live a better life. We want to have our basic needs. We want our children to grow up with mm. all the opportunities all the opportunities, mm -hmm. no matter where we live. We want them to have mm -hmm. access to the modern world, which is internet, which opens up so many doors to jobs, education, um, so many things. So, you know, mm -hmm. everybody who's listening, you can tell why I love speaking with uh, Anthony and uh, why we keep in touch. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's anything that you can do, in addition to keeping the conversation going, please, please take time. Don't forget, you know, mm -hmm. and um, these are struggles that people face every single day. And if you listen to this show, mm -hmm. I know that you've got a big heart and I know that you care about people. So, you know, mm -hmm. do what you can. So yeah. thank you so much. Um, I hope to have you on again. Maybe we can have some updates as to what's happening Thank you, thank, thank you, Nelia. Thank you for having me on your uh, on your podcast, and uh, thank you for having me on your uh, giving starts with you. I believe in that initiative, and uh, uh, you really challenged me, and that's oh. why I've decided that I must do something uh, uh, to help my community and just to connect with people who are willing to to give and just donate towards our projects in the community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's help each other. You know, let's help everybody rise up a little bit and and uh, put some positivity, you know. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you. you. I, I know I'm going to talk to you soon. <laughs> okay, thank you. Welcome, thank you. Welcome. And thank yeah. you for everything that you do every day. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.